So there's about uh, 250 people here, maybe 300. Uh, good showing, early, early going. Setting up the sound system. Palestinian rights and dignity is not an isolated cause. It is a call to uphold the principles that bind us as members of the global community. As we stand together today, we must declare our commitment to justice, peace, and the fundamental rights of every individual regardless of who we are and where we are. We protested for so many weeks for a ceasefire and yet we were met with a, condi a conditional four-day ceasefire. We cannot in good conscience settle for a mere four-day ceasefire. The Palestinian people deserve better. They deserve assurance and a lasting solution that ensures their safety and dignity. which is why we're still here and we will stay here until our demands are met. The first of which is a permanent ceasefire, not four days, not five days, permanent ceasefire. <laughs> to open the humanitarian corridors, to stop the genocide, for Canada to pull its ambassador from the terrorist state of Israel. For the international community to hold Israel accountable for the crimes it has committed. We want to demand a weapons embargo on the terrorist state. And we want to ban all Israeli imports that originate from the illegally occupied territories. And asking for a permanent ceasefire is the bare minimum. Our demands extend way beyond that. We are calling for immediate action to halt the atrocities ongoing for 75 years now and to hold those responsible accountable. We are now honored to welcome our speakers who will shed light on various perspectives related to the ongoing situation. Our first speaker is Omar Abdel Ghani, a representative of Palestine. Please give him a round of applause. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be upon you. We are here today to say we have had enough. We have had enough of Israel killing 15,000 Palestinians and calling it self-defense. It's a crime. It's beyond shame. It's a crime. Big crime. We've had enough of our politicians supporting Israel, start, uh, starting with Justin Trudeau, blindly, and it's a crimes and genocide, and calling it right for self-defense. We've had enough of the media talking day and night about the 200 Israeli hostages and not saying a single word about the 6,000 Palestinian hostages in Israeli prisons. We've had enough of Joe Biden crying for 40 fake beheaded 
Israeli children have not blinking an eye for more than 8,000 Palestinian children slaughtered and burned by Israel. We've had enough of using the Holocaust against Palestinians and punishing them for a European crime. We've had enough of the media calling Israeli hostages hostages and Palestinian hostages prisoners. We've had enough of the killer playing victim. Do you know what pain is? What real pain is? It is when Israel can hold your beloved children, parents and spouse in a prison indefinitely without a trial under administrative detention. Do you know what real pain is? It is when a Zionist settler who just arrived from Europe take your home and land and throw you on the street with your family. Do you know what real pain is? It is when a soldier make you wait every day for hours at military checkpoints in the West Bank and then decide to shoot you and implant a knife next to your body. Real pain is when the occupation soldiers raid your home in the middle of the night, kidnap your children, beat your family, and humiliate you in front of them. Real pain is when you are asked to condemn yourself for resisting and refusing occupation. Real pain is when Zionist settlers kidnap you at your child, torture him, force him to drink gas, and burn him alive to death. Yes. This is the real story of child Mohammed Abu Khder, who was kidnapped by Israeli settlers in 2014, just nine years ago, and burned alive to death. <laughs> Palestinian refugees, including me, who were expelled out of Palestine in 1948 and 1967, we have a saying, we keep saying that all nations have a land that they live on, except us. Our land lives in, uh, in, in us, in our hearts. But now after... But now, after Zionist crimes got exposed, Palestine lives in the hearts of billions of free people like you across the world. Thank you. Indeed, Palestine lives in all of our hearts and will forever continue to do so. Next, I'd like to welcome our next uh, speakers, the Victoria Raging Grannies. They're going to be sharing a powerful song with us called We Need to Wake Up. Okay, we'll try to sing. Our best singer is not here today, so. We need to wake up. We need to rise up. We need to open up our eyes and do it now, now, now. We need to build a better future. And we need to start right now. We are all people that have a problem. We've got to see through the powers that be. And do it now, now, now. We need to have a conversation. And we need to start right now. Make it kinder. Make it 
it peaceful. Make it last, make it fast, and do it now, now, now. We need to build a better future, and we need to start right now. No prisoners taken, no occupation. We must get wise, no more lies, and do it now, now, now. We need to build a better future. Next, we'd like to welcome Laurel Collins, the MP of Victoria. She wants to share a world. Please welcome Laurel Collins. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here with you on the homelands of the Lekwungen-speaking peoples, the Songhees and Esquimalt First Nations. And it's especially important, I think, to be here to continue to call for a ceasefire, a true ceasefire, not a pause. to know that my New Democrat colleagues and I have been in the House of Commons standing up, calling from a ceasefire, for a ceasefire since the very beginning. We've also called for a release of hostages and really for this government to grow a backbone. Thousands of people are dying and for me, it's, it's honestly looking down at my two little children, imagining what it would be like to be a parent there right now. What it would be like to be scared for your family, the people you love. It is uh, an atrocity. It's, what's happening right now is beyond heartbreaking. And we need a government that has the moral courage to call for the right thing, to to show leadership and so we will continue to push in Parliament to get this Prime Minister to do the right thing. Thank you so much. Thank you. when I say we do need a, a parliament that listens to the people and an, a, a parliament that wants justice for everybody who lives um, on this planet. So we do. We call for a free Palestine. A free, free Palestine. Let us welcome the fourth speaker, Nepawi Kakinusi, a representative from the First Nations community. Please welcome. Haichika Osiemosieya, Tansikia, Assalamu alaikum. I want to thank you all for being here today and showing support for the Palestinian community. I'm here as a hereditary chief from Treaty 8. My great-great-grandfather in 1899 signed Treaty 8 on behalf of our family and our nation. I would like to ask members of the indigenous community to please come up. If you're comfortable to do so. Also, my son is over here as well, so he's, he's also up here with us.
like to thank my relatives for coming up here today. And I'm going to put a challenge to each and every one of us. There's five of us right now. We need to double that next week. We need to triple that, quadruple that. We need to get our relatives out here to support our Palestinian brothers and sisters who are being bombed in broad daylight. We, as a people, stood here about two and a half years ago on this very spot asking for the world to care about our children. And we said, every child matters. Because they do. So as indigenous people, if we're going to ask for that kind of support, we need to give that kind of support back. So let's put that pressure on our communities. Let's put that pressure on our families to get them out here. We need to be supporting our indigenous brothers and sisters around the world. And that's what Palestinians are. They are indigenous people to the land of Palestine. And what is happening to the Palestinians is nothing short of a genocide. Children are being bombed in broad daylight. They are being murdered in broad daylight before the world. And what is the world doing? Nothing. But we're here. And we're calling not just for the British Columbian government, but the Canadian government and all governments to bring a permanent ceasefire to the Palestinian people, to release the prisoners that are being held in Israeli prisons. They must be released. They must be released. I am a father to a young boy, one, one year, one month. Every time I hear about a Palestinian child being murdered, I think of my son and I think of how I would feel if that was my child being murdered or my child being buried in rubble. It's a travesty. And that's really, it shouldn't take that to get people out here, but I think that's what it's really got to take. Put yourself in the Palestinians' shoes. How would you feel if it was your child in a pile of rubble? How would you feel if it was your child being targeted? Or your sister? Or your wife? Or your brother? Or your grandparents? Or your parents? How would you feel? You would be devastated. We should all be devastated. We should all be shocked and appalled when we see these actions happening. And we must do everything that we can to support the Palestinian community as they make this fight international. And we must make sure that it remains an international struggle. The Israeli government doesn't want us connected. They want us to think of our Palestinian relatives as different, other. But let me tell you something. We're indigenous people and there are 750 million indigenous people right across the world and it's time for us to stand up and unite as indigenous people. 750 million. Last year I was blessed to have an opportunity to speak at the United Nations Permanent Forum on Indigenous Issues. We called for a World Youth Advisory Council there. And I had a meeting with our ambassador to the United Nations, Mr. Bob Ray. I also met with Minister Mark Miller and Minister Patty Haju. And I'm asking all three of them to come out in stern condemnation of the crimes that Israel is committing against the Palestinian people and to call for a permanent ceasefire. This is directly 
specifically to Ambassador Ray. You told us in New York last year that if we made an appeal to you that you would back it. So I'm personally asking you, call for an immediate ceasefire at the United Nations, Mr. Ray. I told all three of them that I would personally hold them to those words, that they would support whatever we asked them to support. So support this. Support a permanent ceasefire. Put your money where your mouth is. And if you don't act, if you don't act, then we'll call for the indigenous community to be out in the streets. We will call for our brothers and sisters to come out in full force to do what we need to do to help our Palestinian relatives. But I will say, peacefully. We're not about causing violence. We don't want violence. We want peace. But we will do what we must in order to support our indigenous brothers and sisters in Palestine. Stop the bloodshed. Bring a permanent ceasefire now. Salam alaikum. Peace be upon you. That was truly touching. I think it's important that we remember that none of our freedoms mean anything until everybody is free. Until everybody. Uh, just, just a reminder that we're here every single day and, or every single weekend until we get a permanent ceasefire, until we get justice, which is the precursor to peace. <laughs> I'd like to welcome our next speaker, Brother Mansour from the Arab community. someone has stolen her soul. The American army has taken Baghdad and with it took millions of Iraqis lives. Since then I start noticing in the media that Arab and Muslims were betrayed as an aggressive and violent culture that fostered terrorism. Today, 20 years later, Palestinian, Arab, and Muslim everywhere leading the world on a peaceful and non-violent struggle for liberation on a global scale. Woo! Woo! 
We will not wait for the people who created the problem to pretend they will solve it. They constantly treat the Palestinian issue only, only as a humanitarian issue, issue in need of a temporary humanitarian relief. We do not accept another, another bandage on our wound. We will transform this moment, this momentary rage, into a movement capable of bringing answers to the Palestinian question. Answers that start with changing the narrative. Mu'taz Azaiza, Palestinian Aqad, Bisan Awad, and Yara Eid are independent Palestinian journalists in their early 20s. They are the lightning in the dark night, exposing the truth of the century-long oppression our Palestinians, brothers and sisters, are still enduring till today. <laughs> to amplify their voices, we're here screaming like thunder to break the silence and to force the world to hear their stories and their demands. <laughs> We must become a political force that is capable of bringing forward our vision to, the, to, to, just, to adjust the future for Palestinian and Palestine. My vision was inspired by Moki Pilate, Miko Pilate. Miko Pilate is a pro-Palestine pro activist whose grandfather was a signator of the so-called Israeli de Declarance of Independence. And his father fought in the, 40, in the 1948 war, war and 1967 war as well. Miko, like me, believed the solution, or the inevitable solution, will be to dismantle the apartheid state one country, one democratic country, from the river to the sea. Equal citizenship and equal rights for all inhabitants of the land, regardless of their religious and ethnic backgrounds. And most importantly, granting the Palestinian and the diaspora the right to return to their homeland. That is, what is your vision? How do you imagine the future of peace will manifest itself? I'm not asking you to think outside the box. I'm asking you to throw the box out of the window. but yet be controversial. Ask disruptive questions so you can come up with constructive answers. Be passionate, passionate and be creative, yet be strong and assertive. And like Mataz Azaiza says, never forget to say, Free Palestine. Free, free Palestine! 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 Free, free Palestine!
the start. Welcome our next speaker, Sonia Wright. Please give a round of applause for Sonia. We demand sanctions. 
sanctions on Israel. Canada must call for a ceasefire now. We must demand opening of humanitarian corridors to bring in the desperately needed aid, medical supplies, doctors, food, water, and fuel. I will never get the images I have witnessed out of my mind for the rest of my life. These videos show the absolute carnage, misery, and devastating result of constant bombings of civilians with the most high-tech weapons in existence. Shame! Shame! What have we become? Where is humanity? It is an atrocity. How can we accept a world where the five largest governments in this world systematically crush these innocent people in schools, refugee camps, hospitals? We cannot accept this. With over 15,000 killed and more missing in the rubble, over 8,000 8, children are killed, children, in only 50 days. Shame, shame, shame. Over 35,000 injured with, not, with no good hospital system running. They have bombed the hospitals. This is only in 50 days. This has got to end. Free Palestine. Thank you, Sister Sonia. Now we, ha we will have a nice uh, poem read to us. Please give us boy a round of applause. A message to my friend in Palestine. I am sorry. I am sorry your childhood was taken away from you. I am sorry the leaders turned away from you. I am sorry the world failed you. I am sorry. Your pain is my pain. We're both children. But I wake up to the alarm clock, you wake up to sounds of bombs. I wake up to Mama saying, Fire, she got me late to school. You wake up, Mama saying, Hurry up, we need to move. I brush my teeth, you brush off the wounds. I wash my face, you wash off the blood. I go to school, you go to war. I watch the news, you are the news. I scream, free Palestine, you scream for help. We're both children at the same age, but I'm privileged and you are oppressed. That's the thing that I can do that I promise you. I promise, I promise that I will keep you in my prayers. I promise, I promise that I will stand up for you. I promise, I promise that I will raise my voice for you. I promise, I promise that I will give up on you. I promise that you will be brave. Until that time, don't give up. Stay strong!
Thank you to all our speakers today. We're about to start our march. Beforehand, I just want to make a few quick announcements. We have some people with signs for the petitions that Sister Sonia mentioned. Please sign them. Please raise your voice, not just here, but also in those petitions. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. Gaza, Gaza, don't you cry. Gaza, Gaza, don't you cry. Palestine will never die. So they're off they'll go now, marching through uh, the city. And again, by the time it all came through, it looked like uh, 500 plus people showed up. After all these weeks, that's really remarkable, especially for a small city like ours and with so many diversions.